What's up, guys, and welcome back to Amber's Happy Hour. This week, I am joined by two lovely ladies. One being my older sister and someone I can truthfully say is one of the many people I look up to and consider as my role role model in life. The other being my baby sister, who I am now grateful for spending our university days together and am able to see her grow into a very strong and independent woman. I'd like to give a huge round of applause to Poonam and Brava. Yay! That was so nice. That was really nice. That was the nicest thing you've ever said about me. My introductions will always be nice, okay? I try to keep it as positive (laughs) and sweet. I was like not expecting that. Yes, I, I try to make sure my introductions are very sweet. I don't want to be rude. Let me introduce my guest. Okay. Um, but as the tradition continues, we are going to crack a cold one and pour our drinks. Alright. So you guys ready? So I think me and Bunandi will go first. Ready? Alright, brother, go ahead. Nice. Good oh. pour. Oh. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. This is so much fun. Oh, that's good. Is it? Yeah. It's uh from um, a winery here in Langley. Backyard vines. Nice. Yeah, me and Emma nice. went. We went right during closing, so we <laughs> had to quickly test out three and grab one bottle and run kind of thing. <laughs> Not actually, but like, <laughs> we were like, hey, can we have some cheese and cracker? And they're like, yeah, we're closed. Cheese and I was like, fuck. <laughs> 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 I can eat cheese and cracker. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm hungry. And I was like, all right, let's ask for a cheese and cracker platter. But <laughs> they're like, you know we're a winery, right? <laughs> <laughs> they have that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what's good? Like, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Feeling good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Just, How's uh, anything new going on in life? I mean, nothing really with me. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> chilling, working. Yeah, brother's working with me at Costco, by the way, guys. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> shout out to Costco. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I like it. I yeah, love it. Great. Yeah. How you I doing? Mean, I don't work there. Yeah, I was like, like, you working at Costco now? What? Yeah. Uh, how you doing, though? I'm good. Yeah. I'm actually going to be finished school in like two and a half, three days. So I'm Woo-hoo! pretty pumped about that. Yes. For good. Yeah. For, for good. good. Forever. Yes. No more studying. How does that feel? How does that Yeah. How feel? does it feel to no longer be like a student? It's kind of funny because I feel like I've done this like three times where, like, <laughs> where I was like done high school and then I was like done university and now I'm like going to be done another chapter and yeah. So like I've felt it before, but now it's like I feel like I'm officially done. I will not be going back to school, but then who knows? You yeah, know? I was just like, saying, you never know. You never like, know. Like you are gonna go like you're. I feel like, like life... a class here and just for like yeah, this yeah. I feel like I'm a forever like student now. I just really like to learn. <laughs> forever benefits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know. Hey, that's pretty cool though. But it is exciting. There's nothing wrong with even if you do finish school and you go back. Like yeah, it's okay. So many people do that. They finish oh, and they're I mean, like, yeah, I'm done for good. And then they go back. I'm going to do one more thing. Well, yeah. I mean, like I was, I graduated university, what, in 2015. Same year as me when I graduated high school. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. We had our graduation <laughs> the same day. I graduated the same day. Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah you came. We came yeah. here. I have a graduation. Rushed over here. Yes. Took pictures with you. Yes. And then hopped on a flight to California. It was fun. <laughs> um Yeah, but. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I didn't go to like my graduate program right away I still ended up taking like a couple of years before I went back yeah. so that was kind of interesting to be like an older student I mean I'm almost 30 now so like I'm definitely the I don't think that it's so old but I think like student wise you know um 
Are you like one of the oldest in your program right now? Do you no. even know who uh, is in your program? Because it's all online. I, yeah. Do you do you know, you know anybody? Your no, I've sure never met. This is a real. <laughs> yeah. Are you really in school? I'm in school. Um, no, I've never met anybody in any of my programs. Or you didn't have like in any of my classes. Not even like a Zoom chat now with COVID. Well, no, because it was a I. It was already online. I was oh, yeah. No, it was right. online before COVID hit. Um, right, right, it's an right. online program. Yes. Um. And so, I mean, you know, you, you're in like chat rooms and things like that, but we've right. never done like formal sort of video lectures because oh everything was on God. your own pace and on your own time. Yeah. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. Like you still had to finish within like certain deadlines, yeah. but we didn't necessarily like need to have video lectures. Or yeah. Not even like group just projects? the way, just no, like just the way the, the really? course no. was built. Like everything oh. is like, cause it's an applied program. So everything is you know, um, whatever work you put into it, your assignments are built around like you and, and a lot of papers, um, a lot of case study stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, but I I mean, I really liked it and I got to work at the same time. So that was fun. Um, it was very stressful for like, you know, two years, but yeah, totally worth it. Yeah. So, and there's nothing wrong with you going, like going into that program, like after already like finishing university, you know what I mean? Like, you graduated and you still waited a couple years to do it. Yeah. Like, some people just jump right into it again. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people, like, might just have that sort of expectation on themselves that, okay, I have to do, like, everything sort of in this pattern and it's got to be done by a certain time and, and whatnot. I mean, in when I was in university, I didn't start off university thinking that I was going to go into a program after mm-hmm. I was graduated. Like, mm-hmm. I really thought that, like, even being at university was, like, wow like i'm here like this is really good for me mm-hmm. and like major accomplishment when i'm done be like looking okay. at that degree and being like man I it's did great that. i did like, that i did that you know and then but i just didn't think that i would ever like apply for a graduates program yeah and it was like in my final year of university and i mean i was also like a more mature student at that point too because it took me a while to finish but <laughs> my final year of university i kind of like got into the the feel of school and I, when I was like mm-hmm. you know what like I actually really like like this and mm-hmm. I feel like I could kill it like in a different at a different level yeah. but then it took me a couple of years to like actually follow through with the application and like following through with it because I just had so much like doubt about whether or not I would get in and I didn't want to like Fair. put myself up for like failure yeah, yeah. that's always a po- yeah like thing with like so it took me a couple of years yeah like so it took like, me a couple of years yeah. i knew what i wanted to do but it was just like it just took me a bit to get there yeah and i also wanted to like work because i hadn't worked a whole time so i wanted to work and like get some experience but man whatever i applied and when i did it was awesome and yeah you just have to like i just had to find a program that was like good for me mm-hmm. yeah and I, I agree with you on that when you're like um that happens with anyone who applies to any program that like fear that you have that's like not even for a program like even just applying to university Mm -hmm. and when i applied right after high school even though i was applying to like universities out here i was still like okay it doesn't matter even if it's Quantlin, like sfu doesn't matter what school it's still i'm nervous like yeah mm -hmm. i felt that after high school like applying to like ubc and all these schools i was like what am i doing like why am i even trying but then it's like you might as well try like there's nothing there's nothing to lose yeah just even with your programs too like at least you can try and then say if they like okay sorry like it's not working out this time but they'll give you like a layout like hey this is what we need from you and then you're like okay cool i'll improve in this and then apply again well it's just i just feel like 
you know, everybody goes through this, like regardless whether it's school or like jobs or whatever it is, like you're trying to like pursue some sort of like, you know, dream or some sort of pathway. Like you just have so much self doubt because Mm -hmm. we live, I think like we live in a society where it's like, you have to have this many hours of volunteer work. You have to have this much experience. You have to have like, you know, you feel like when you go into a situation that you have to be the best already. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to be super good Mm -hmm. at like what you're applying for. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that doesn't make any sense to feel like you should be like accomplished at that when you're just going in it as like a beginner. Yeah. Like you're stressed before even starting. But that's what everyone tried. Like when, like the people who run the programs are always trying like, you got to like, be the best do more mm-hmm. they're always telling you to do more like in order to like be considered for it. and that's like such a discouraging thing yeah like even when i was trying to apply to like at program this year like i was so stressed out because i didn't think i was gonna be able to make it yeah. i was like no way like i have i don't even have this 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 and then i heard so many stories about like dude like you're as long as you like try yeah it's, like just apply maybe like, maybe you should explain happen? maybe we should explain to, <laughs> to the audience <laughs> of what we actually do because it's just like <laughs> yeah. sounds like, like we, we do all these programs man so i'm in this program i'm in doing? school yeah you don't even know you school don't program even. just generic <laughs> shit like you know man. yeah why don't you yeah just Say oh, like what you're well, doing now you just said AT, so why don't you yeah, explain people okay, what? Well, yeah, I'm studying kin right now, and I what is kin? Kinesiology. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and what is the definition? No, I'm joking. Okay. Like, what, like, use it in a sentence. Saying, like, use it in a sentence. Know. No, all I'm saying is like when I was in high, I didn't know what kinesiology was. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. literally was like, I have no idea what the hell this is, and didn't go into that field because I just had no idea what it was. Yeah. Well, it's like study, I guess, the study of human movement. Like, yeah. I, I, I want to go into physiotherapy. And, um, yeah, so um, I'm trying to get into this athletic therapy program because I do want to work more with athletes and teams because, like, I've been around that my whole life. And I find it really interesting. And I've worked with athletic, like, therapists. So, and I think what they do is so cool. So I'm trying to get into a program Mm -hmm. at school. And it's just a lot of stress because it's, like, so many uh, volunteer hours, which I've, it it was good. Like, I've gotten it, but it was just, like, the grades and everything, like, there's so many stress. people applying to it's not a even like, it's like in this limited, program like very com- competitive program because like yeah. people all around toronto because this is the only not one of the only athletic therapy um programs that mm-hmm. they have in toronto yeah so it's a big deal but yeah i think i kind of like mapped it out and know what i would need to do and hopefully next which year is good yeah. and i mean like when you think about like i literally was thinking about just like athletes and stuff and how they really rely on like that type of a therapist mm-hmm. like even just recently in the nba i mean ugh, so sad kyle lowry but he just I know. out of the game for his ankle mm-hmm. but and then luka Doncic who came out uh of the other game with his bummed ankle and literally was like so like you could just tell he was so frustrated mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was just like oh, a swarm of people are like yeah. around him and it's like yeah. this like you know, immediate. therapy, like, medical team that's, like, ready yeah. to just, like, counts, right? stressful, though, because, like, yeah. when I was in one of the classes, I took a class, like, intro to sports injuries, and my prof, like, he's an athletic therapist, and he's just talking about, like, what you need to do. Like, he was telling, telling stories about this one athletic therapist who literally, like, is a football player who, like, fell in his spine. Like, mm-hmm. he literally, oh, like, his God. spine kind of, I don't know what happened, like, a nerve kind of like hit a nerve so it's like they have to move him and stabilize his back in a certain way otherwise if they did it wrong he paralyzed yeah and that's like the most stressful thing yeah is. thankfully like but, that therapist knew what he was doing he did it right and the guy was back yeah like in no time but i was like that's um, so stressful yeah no i 
completely agree and athletic therapists are so important too like especially in athlete's life bro like that's your that's your best friend at a certain point if you're injured like that's your best friend yeah like you're gonna be with them all the time like you're 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 rehab and everything yeah rehab and it's like if you're feeling down like you're crying to them you're like yeah yeah i'm in in pain like that's everything i don't know if i'll ever get back again well that's what i was gonna like say with luca Doncic. i was watching his interview at the end so anyways mavericks came back won the game today insane comeback by the way so if anybody's like interested in watching that <laughs> la clippers mavericks series like insane and he was out with like such a bad ankle injury the game before um and at the end like he acknowledged the people that don't normally get acknowledged and he 100%. was like you know it's the people behind the scenes who who really put in the time and effort with you know these professional athletes and so I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that like, yeah, it, I wanted you to explain what you do or what you're trying to do because I do think it's like such a cool and very important yeah. field in, it, in, in, yeah. in the yeah. athlete world. And I don't think that like a lot of medical professionals ever get like, no, they don't. It's always the athlete and the coach. Like yeah. those are the two people that get that yeah. acknowledgement. So, but yeah, no, it's, I, I think it's so cool. Cause I feel like it, I don't know. I don't know. I just always liked physio like like rehab mm-hmm. um just all that stuff i think like the body like the human body is like yeah so cool and can do so many crazy things that like people don't even know about. oh for and sure and that like it, it, it yeah i just think that's like yeah. the whole, that's what i like about it but yeah what are you doing yeah. <laughs> like uh what's <laughs> what your what what's your uh, program here big guy <laughs> my general program that i'm finishing have you figured it out yet no uh, <laughs> yeah are you really done yeah am i done i'm going back um, no, so I am, well, I graduated university with a sociology degree, um, with the thought that I was going to take my LSATs and go into law school eventually. Ooh, and I remember like, Ooh, yeah, but <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, realized I did not like law. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember like, I she kind hates of, hates the law. No, <laughs> I love the law, but <laughs> I just, it just was like the, the um I guess the job and what it what it entailed I just could tell that it wasn't a good fit for me mm-hmm. um I mean there were some aspects of it but like two of my really good friends are like you know went to law school one's like literally finishing her exams right now to become a, uh, a lawyer here and it's just like I can just see sort of what you they're see, doing like the behind the scenes yeah and I just kind of felt like I I knew I knew if I worked really hard like maybe I could make it work for me but i just yeah. felt like you know at the end of the I day think i think i could have been a good happy. lawyer i think so too i definitely could say you could have been yeah i, I think it's probably just the building up to yeah, getting that point was probably gonna be too much but i also maybe. feel like because i i'm just saying that she could be a good lawyer because she knows how to argue yeah <laughs> i can debate very well she can debate but that's what people always like said to me to and i was like there's a lot more that's to what it more than to just it. that like then, you like, can be a loud like, mouth in a lot of other then, like, areas like a, and like yeah this is not yeah. legally law movie yeah no so so what i'm doing now is i uh i'm doing my sports psychology degree um through a program in the uk uh, which I was like super pumped Ooh. about. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Hello, yeah. Hey, mate. I don't know if that's the accent. I don't know. I'm going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> but um, I'm dead. Yeah. So that's why like, I always think that like with sports related stuff. And for me, it was like a pretty easy sort of shift into sports psychology. Because obviously um, being an athlete for majority of my life, the mental side of it was always the biggest thing for me. Like mm-hmm. I knew that 
the reason why I was never able to like reach certain potentials at certain times was because of my mental Mm -hmm. strength Mm -hmm. and, and my mental control around things. And, and that's just as an athlete, like, you know, so that was quite big for me, but, um, that's why it was really interested in going into that field eventually. And I'm so happy I did because I've learned so much. Um, especially now with like my job, I'm a head coach at UBC. For the, yeah. For the women's field <laughs> hockey program. We, uh, shout out. Yeah. Shout we out. go against these two. Yeah. yeah shout coaches. out. Shout out to York. Yeah. <laughs> go York. <laughs> yeah. UBC Thunderbirds all the way. Um, but why you, why you almost yeah. forgot our mascot for a second. Oh my God. That's terrible. But we just have a very, you know, a very healthy rivalry situation going on with yeah. our family, yes. which is awesome. But um, we never played each other, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I was like, why you gotta rub that in, man? No, we didn't make it. Why you gotta rub that in? It's okay. It's a tough um, loss for us. We, we, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it either. Yeah, we don't talk about it. But I do. So yeah. that's what I do with my life. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna be done in two days, which is great. And then I'm excited about just working on some new projects and things like that. Like I've kind of, I'm trying to line a couple of things up that I can start to like work in right away. Um, obviously female athletes is really a big interest of mine. Um, and then just like, you know, just general sort of like youth athlete. I think that mental training isn't a part of sports in not general all. in Canada. They try to. They, it's yeah. like the bare and minimum. We, they don't we try had, to like get into it. I think we had something like that this year. They we, did like... Uh, uh, not like mental, but it was more like for female athletes, like that whole like... It was like the whole sexual assault stuff. Yeah, but I don't we think we ever about, did yeah. like a mental, mental kind of thing. And I definitely think from hearing just from not even like us but other female athletes like people go through a lot of shit especially being an athlete student athlete and nobody acknowledges that and i know so many coaches and people that just don't believe that that's a thing yeah like no that doesn't exist like a lot of like in like schools and teams and stuff they just provide a source just because they have Have to, to yeah but they don't really provide a good source and like make sure that it's good for their athletes they just so brush that, that they're off just like, they're like oh here's a here's a person you could talk to but it's like it's not the best person to talk to like, and it's like that person really doesn't know. make they you really care to, and like, that person right away doesn't make you comfortable yeah like they just give you they're like here this is the person talk to them and then you go to that person you're like well one you don't even want to be here yeah. like you're just here because you have to be i'm being here because i'm so this is supposedly the best source of help yeah and you don't care and I don't feel comfortable. And then people are yeah, like, oh, yeah. they don't say anything. They're just saying yeah, I feel like sometimes, like, I mean, um, you know, throughout my athletic career, mm-hmm. I did have the opportunity to work with mental performance consultants or sports psychologists. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there's a lot of, like, intertwining of, of your general sort of mental health and then, mm-hmm. like, what what happens with your performance and your capabilities within the performance field. Mm -hmm. And like, there is a lot of overlap that I think that, you know, we sort of tackle after when it gets bad. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think my thing with mental training is, and what I try to like convey more is the fact that like, it's not something that you should start to do once you're in a rut or Mm -hmm. once you're, you know, once you feel like, oh, I'm not performing well, or I feel terrible, or I feel anxiety because of this, you should be working on mental training and mental performance stuff beforehand to build yourself up. Mm -hmm. And like, and the one 
analogy that I always think about is like injuries, you know, and like mm-hmm. injury prevention versus like rehab. Definitely. I think mm-hmm. that mental training should be in the same um, same uh, stage as mental or sorry pre- injury prevention mm-hmm. yeah. like 100%. you should be working on mental training yeah, beforehand your, you know your mental state has a big like major impact on major your, component yeah of, of like injuries exactly and, but not even just injuries but just preventing yourself yeah. from getting into that state right and so you know uh, there's a lot of people who think and like this is just kind of that general generalization of what when do sports psychs come in or when yeah. do like mental performing yeah. consultants come in Oh, it's when our team isn't performing. We've got a pretty shitty dynamic going on. You know, this person's got an attitude or I'm not getting the best out of them. How do I do that? That's that's definitely a part of it. But those things should also be a part of your general training yeah. environment at all times. You don't, it should so that be you're just not getting there. It should be just training. as, yeah. yeah, it should be just in the beginning. Like, you yeah. know, when you have that preseason, like that should be where it starts. Yeah. You don't want to have it mid-season you notice the performance is like not the best and you're like and oh, now, okay now i'm gonna put it in it's like too. well now there's two weeks after this season where was this throw yeah you know what i mean yeah and you know like when you're building like your team culture when you're building your yeah. dynamics of like how do you yeah. communicate with one another how do you guys how how are we as athletes providing feedback and receiving feedback like mm-hmm. what is what is that dynamic within our group that doesn't just happen overnight like mm-hmm. you gotta build to that and sometimes it's really difficult because you might have a million different um, personalities and you just and and you just don't click mm-hmm. but you got to start to build some form of foundation yeah. and so I like I, I'm just a big big believer in that because I know as an athlete too like when I was going through things once I shifted my mindset that's when my performance started to get better it wasn't that I ought like randomly just became a better player overnight Mm -hmm. I always had those skills Mm -hmm. it was just I didn't know how to like apply them as best as I could and it was because of my mindset and I feel like coaches should like coaches play like a huge role in that and they should notice that that they should start communicating with their athletes like you know how that coach coaches say like oh I have that open door policy and all that stuff but when the athlete comes and says hey this is what's going on and stuff they don't then it's like that open door policy doesn't exist. I don't like the word point. open door policy. Mm-hmm. I think that like you should never, if you actually have an open door policy, you don't have to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't think. I think, but that's the thing. And there's coaches who yeah. say that because they, to make it seem like, hey, like, don't worry. Like I'm yeah. there. But if you actually create an environment that. Allow, that you shouldn't even you have to sh- say that. You don't even yeah. have. Like it's like saying like, oh, I'm such a nice person. I'm I'm so giving. Like I I give so much. It's like you don't have to say that. Like you just be nice. It. Just be yeah. nice. It'll it'll Do it'll it. show up within your actions. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can tell you're nice. Yeah. If you're just nice. Yeah. But you did pro- prove to me that you're nice. Like, oh, she you're said she's nice. giving. She said she's nice. Like, I think she's nice. I think she is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I that's just my personal belief again on that. Um and you know, as obviously as a coach now, like it it's kind of nice because I'm not that far removed from like being an athlete, so mm-hmm. I do. Especially sort of, a student athlete with like all your players being student. Athletes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's kind of nice too. I mean, there are some challenges that come with that. Obviously, female, young coach, not normal. hundred percent. Any <laughs> not I normal. Were, I thought you were saying you're not normal. Like, <laughs> oh, that's kind of mean. <laughs> Say it by yourself. No, I'm normal uh, in my own way. <laughs> But not normal. Yeah, no, but it's just like <laughs> totally those, weird. Yeah, but those challenges obviously bring up like you know something entirely different Mm -hmm. but at the same time like I do think that you know as coaches like 
I'm just going to kind of put this here and then I'm going to move it on because I feel like I'm talking a lot. But I just feel <laughs> it's like... It's okay, it's yeah. okay, go no, ahead. No, I just feel like as coaches, like, I, I would never want to get to a point where I feel like I know everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I never, I never want to come across that. And I feel like that's also part of me being, like, a lifelong learner, mm-hmm. like, and a lifelong student. Like, I kind of just like to live in that space because then I feel like if I ever close myself off in, like, a new... Uh, like new information or you know collaborations or things like that then I'm not going to be able to do the best job yeah to the best of my abilities Mm -hmm. so I I mean I always tell people I'm like if I ever feel like I'm closed off and I just act like I know everything like slap me but also like (laughs) you're not to like age you but like your players are like a whole different generation so it's probably different experiences that they're gonna have exactly like yes Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why I can't. <laughs> Back no, in the day, it's true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. No, like, it is. Yeah, you know, there's so many different things. Like, you know, when you're going to school and like how you even register for classes or like yeah. certain things. Things like, are changed. It's so different yeah. than when I was there. So I can't act like oh, it's not that hard or like it's yeah, easy because it's, Cause it's not. Different. I don't know. Yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. So how were like how was your guys' experience going to York? Because you guys. It was actually kind of nice that you were able to do it together. Um, but I just want to know, like, what did you guys feel like in that, you know, in that first month at school? We're actually getting so many, like, Snapchat memories about it, too, actually. Like, now she, we were just sending each other back and forth, like, everything, like, preseason, first year, and all this stuff. Moving into um, your dorm. Moving into my dorm, all that stuff. It was actually, like, that was a really exciting week. Like, mm-hmm. that whole week was so exciting because mm-hmm. it was, like, new things, new things like so what was it like training yeah what was it like like drop like paint it out like what what well i feel like it's gonna be different for both of us because one she knew she was going months before right i knew 10 days prior (laughs) of hey this is your flight you're leaving hey i just got accepted like it's a two different experience i feel like and the emotions were different for me i was well of course it's 10 days so i and it was short order so i clearly was like i don't care i want to go then i got there and i was like actually did it like mm-hmm. okay i didn't give myself enough time like mentally i was not okay with this and i thought it was hard for me the first few nights to get used to it but i and especially because i didn't live on campus mm-hmm. on dorms i lived literally by myself in a house on the other with, side of the planet with people i had no idea who they were and i was that was like that for me in my experience was really hard yeah because i was so uncomfortable and then if I was like, I'd always be hanging out with Brava in her dorm, and I would be like, sometimes she'd sleep over because I didn't yeah. in the same bed. No, fair enough. In the little twin bed, because I never wanted to go home. Yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. feel comfortable in my home. I was like, yo, I can push it just a year, just one year by yourself in that room. Yeah, make my food and I go hide. Like you know, it, it yeah, was that's a different because like you planned it like so last minute, so last minute, which mm-hmm. is not, like not your fault, but like you should like good that you did it but yeah. it was just like the housing stuff yeah it's kind of tough to like i guess in a team setting to be isolated from everybody because mm-hmm. i remember even in my first year like i lived i lived at home for majority of my you know uh university career mm-hmm. and i got to live on campus in my final year which made such a big difference um especially for like student athletes and so i'm a very big believer and i like push a lot of the athletes to if they can and they have the means to, and if we can find a way to help them, let's get you guys on campus because the student athlete schedule and the student athlete life is just honestly crazy. so crazy, so it's so busy, but like also it's got so many moving parts to it that like 
you can definitely make it work and you can definitely thrive. Mm -hmm. But if you don't set yourself up in a good situation or a good Mm -hmm. scenario beforehand, you can really have a shitty experience. And that's why, like, yeah, I agree with you. Knowing 10 days before, that doesn't really give you a whole lot of time to mentally prep, but also, like, actually prepare. Yeah, like, because... First year I wasn't living with anyone, and then second year we got to live together yeah. plus our other teammates. That was that was better. Way different. Way different. Way better for first year, especially for me. I was like, okay, one, I'm actually with people now mm-hmm. that I know. Two, they're teammates, so it's like now we get to go do these things together, training and yeah, practice. Yeah, we all left as a group. It wasn't like oh, you're the only one leaving your house. Yeah, because yeah. I felt like even even when I was in the dorm, like my teammates lived like in like in the same building but i felt like sometimes we have our different schedules of school and stuff so we're all leaving by ourselves but this time it was nice because we all get to be there like hey i have class okay i'm gonna walk with you walk with you yeah you know i felt like second year was a bit easier for me than first year and it's weird because because you have a support system but not even that already established and we already like made our friends we know who everyone is Mm -hmm. like we've already been through it so it was just like a repeat we're just living in different and i i don't know for some reason for me especially first year and being someone who's already dealt with university and the first four years, whatever, I, for some reason, still felt my first year at York was so... Like, I felt like I just came out of high school. Yeah. That's what I felt like. Yeah. I was like, I, like, my course loads, I was, I was panicking. And for me, it was different because when I was in school in Vancouver, I was just doing, like, league. You know, like, I yeah. wasn't actually a part of a school's team. So my schedule was just based on, I had practice on the Thursday night and I game on Sunday. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I can do everything else. Coming to New York, I was like, okay, now I've got training i've got uh games practices like lifts i've got school classes study sessions a social life like my friends want to hang out i don't like you know what i mean like and then i was like this is all new to me like even though i've technically been a university student a university athlete is different different. it's completely different and i think that's i mean for me obviously like that's one of the things that i kind of always focus on with the first years is like really making sure that they fully understand Mm -hmm. what that beginning phase like the mm-hmm. first couple of months is gonna for look sure. like because i think for our sport specifically we start right in september you know like yeah. soccer field hockey football rugby we all start right at the beginning of the year whereas a lot of the other sport and athletes they, they get to like start a, few, a little yeah. bit later so they have that time to transition in and and, and have so, like kind of like a social life before kind of like chill yeah out, do their thing kind of get used to the schedule like, and, schedule, yeah, and the schedule and yeah. they get to like we properly have- schedule they're like all right you know what i don't start season this from this like in the first semester mm-hmm. so i can take like five courses right now and yeah. then come the other one i can take yeah. less and but and but, the worst is you yeah. have credits that you need like hey you need 18 credits to play during the season so you're like that's so many classes and it's just for me it was a lot like I well it's your number one focus it's your priority it's your yeah. focus and unfortunately a social life really doesn't exist mm-hmm. to the degree <laughs> that you want it to mm-hmm. during that Which, time but I think like if you if you can tell yourself that like okay this is what's happening you can get through it because you know like okay off season is going to be a little bit different and whatnot yeah. you but have it's summer, also nice that you know times. like you're Especially because we have friends that are teammates. So it's like everyone's, go- they're all going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. They they know, like, they understand work. Like, if we can't hang out one day, like, they'll be like, okay, exactly. we get it. Like, because we're all going through the same thing. It, it, it's not like, it's not like if we had, like, friends, like, outside of, um, like, sports and stuff. Yeah. Or outside the team. Like, they, I feel like that would be different. It, but it does make it very difficult. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I always had a difficult time um, because a lot of my friends groups were quite separate. And I mm-hmm. had, like, just different, you know, high school 
And then I had a separate group in university who I met through my classes and whatnot, but they weren't student athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had my friends, you know, my core group of friends through my sports team. But it also was difficult because I didn't live on campus. Yeah. And so I always had like these separate groups. And yeah, that conversation of, sorry, I can't come because I have a game tomorrow. Yeah. And people are like, so? Yeah, exactly. like, okay, well, I remember in the beginning, it used to really irk me, but eventually I just got to a point where I'm like, yeah, sorry, we're not going to click on this level. Like, and I'm not going to feel, I I don't care if I feel judged here or if you guys think that like, I'm like a loser because I want to go to sleep early because I have an early game. I really don't care. Um, I have a game tomorrow and that's it. I'm not drinking. I am making, I've made that decision. I committed to this team. There's a bit of a bigger thing going on here outside of, I just have to play a game. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I, I think like, you just kind of have to be okay with that. Like, I think what ends up happening is with student athletes, we kind of feel like we're missing out on opportunities with within like social lives or social circles. Mm-hmm. But really, like, if you just focus on like, okay, but why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. what's my bigger goal here? It makes everything else seem so small. Like, yeah. you know, I've missed weddings. Like, I missed, <laughs> I missed our aunt's wedding, our, the entire wedding, and I flew back right before the reception yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know? I remember that. and and i was just like i was pretty hurt that um i couldn't make it for everything because obviously yeah. like you guys were sending me videos and all this stuff yeah. like we were in and it was like a tour in europe like it wasn't like a big um tournament either it was like a preparation tournament yeah and i kind of felt bad about it but then afterwards like in retrospect i was like wow what a cool experience and I wasn't like fully mentally focusing in on that because I was so worried about missing out. But then when I got back, I was like, I didn't really miss out though. Mm-hmm. You know, the wedding's still going to happen with or without me. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Um, it, but it was a sacrifice that I had to make. But at the same time, I was like, I'm okay with this because what I'm going to get out of this in the long run is so much more bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just kind of, th- that mentality didn't come in until I was a little bit older. Like I would say like, and when I say older, like student athlete lifespan, like you're, you enter when you're 18, when you're about 20, 21, 22, you, you, you're older now, <laughs> you know, Which is, still, it's yeah. not, but you know, and obviously me, I'm almost 30 now. So I'm looking back, I'm like, not that old, Yeah. but, but it's just funny when you think like that and you're yeah. like, you mature as an athlete and like, so your decision making gets a lot easier yeah. because you're just able to like prioritize better. Yeah, yeah. Because you've been having to do that your whole life, yeah. you're like balancing everything, even like during high school we've, we've all been playing since we were like what six five or six yeah so nine, like seven <laughs> nine seven oh, so we beat you we beat you on yeah, that I one know. seven <laughs> i guess i beat both of you <laughs> <laughs> um just like scheduling things like school like social life sports like playing multiple sports mm-hmm. even if like sometimes like in high school i played so many sports mm-hmm. you did too yeah and they're just like, you know how to do it later on in life. You're like, yeah, I can schedule. I can make it's hard. this, this, this. It is hard. And I think, especially in high school, like, being a student athlete in high school is like, okay, cool, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that title of a student athlete in university it's is... a responsibility. It is. It right. adds, like, ten times more the pressure, I feel like, because it's not even school you're worried about. It's that the title of having a student athlete, being a varsity athlete, you're representing a school. Mm-hmm. You're playing at a high tense level. You have, there's not even just like a game. It's like you have games, you have championship on the line, mm-hmm. you have nationals. There's so many other things ahead. And you're just like, 
okay, now that all adds into yeah. it. Like, you know, you go into university, you're like, all right, I'm going to focus on school and hopefully, you know, make friends and all that stuff. Okay. But you also need to remember you got this to add on, this yeah. title, this game. This, yeah, there's a lot of added so pressures. Yeah. So I think coming into there in my first year when I came in to York and I was like, okay, I'm a student athlete. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, okay. And it's, then yeah. and no one tell like, I obviously didn't have the time to ask and prepare like how what's it like to be a student athlete so when i went there i was like shit <laughs> like yeah. okay no one i don't know what to expect and and especially with being like an older recruit people like assumed oh she'll be fine like she can adjust yes. i was like one no like as much as i acted like yeah i could you can't you can't like it's yeah. a different thing Level. yeah no for sure and i think and also, like, just us coming from a sports family in general, too. Like, I think we all kind of just assume that we're all going to get through it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many added challenges that come with, yeah, that school life as well. And, yeah, and I just think, like, I don't know. I, I think eventually when I stopped putting so much pressure on myself to, like, perform well. And I had to do this and I had to do this well. And, um, you know, and even during my time at UBC, I was also training with the national team. So it was, like, mm-hmm. I would go from, like... UBC practices in school and then like we would maybe have like a national team training at night yeah and so there were times where I would be out of the house and I would have like and people actually used to make fun of me all the time on campus like my university friends would because I would carry around like five different bags yeah I had like two lunch bags like I had my hockey bag I had my backpack I had a bag with extra clothes you (laughs) know yeah and it was just like hilarious and people were like dude where do you live? Like, yeah. Like, you, where are you going? Like, you look like you just carry your whole life with you. I'm like, I do. Because yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be able to Even go home. living on campus, it's like that. Like, yeah. sometimes you're like, okay, well, I have practice then and I have training now and then I have class right after. Like, I, I have... 30 minutes or like yeah. 10 minutes to get to class. You have to carry all your stuff with you. Because yeah. then you have to cha- quickly change and then go. Especially with like, okay, I don't have time to go to my dorm. My class on the yeah. other side of the campus. Yeah, you gotta like And go. when I, first year I lived on the other side of, like at York, yeah. they have like villages. Like the, it's called a village with the houses and stuff. Mine was literally on the other side of yeah. the planet. And it would take me maybe 15 minutes just to walk yes, on nothing. campus. She would, she would take naps in my dorm room. Oh, yeah. She'd be like, give me your key. I'm taking a nap. And then I'm going to class. Oh, I did I'm that like, multiple down. times. Like, yeah. I, take it. Yeah, all of my friends that lived on campus, I used to either like take naps there. I would sleep over. Yeah. I, would sleep, I, naps. I would sleep yeah. in the library. Like we had our puffy jackets. <laughs> and it was so great. Like That's I loved it because it felt like it was a sleeping bag. Yeah. So I used to... Uh, a shout out to Irving Library at UBC. I used to go find like their big um, lounge chairs. And and then sometimes they had like ottomans as well. Oh my God. If I found like that combo, York I would literally, mm-hmm. I would sleep hell? in that, take a nap with like my 50 bags with me and <laughs> just take a quick. Uh, we need some lawn chairs. <laughs> lawn chairs? Lawn chairs. <laughs> Lounging chairs. Lounge chairs. I'm like, bro, what are you saying no, right now? I was like, you want lounge chairs in the library. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, but but looking back at it, like, honestly, what a cool... Experience. Experience. Yeah. What a cool time. Like, that's why I'm so... Like, I was very excited for you two, honestly. I think... Well, that's why I obviously came with you guys to Toronto <laughs> to help move you guys in. Like, yeah. it was... I was so pumped because I know that I got so much out of my experience. And I think you guys have been too, even though there's, like, a lot of trials and tribulations that come with it. A lot of, like, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But, man, you get, like, an automatic set of friends when you join yeah. a team at like, school. Like I find I, it's... 
sorry. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was like, I find it more comfortable too when it's, especially when you have family with you. Yeah. Like yeah. when, when. I honestly don't know how our experience would have been if like only I one always of us picture went. it. I always I, picture it. It would have been weird. One, it's either I would have not decided to go at all. So it would have been just you because yeah. you were going to go regardless. I was going to go regardless, but like I don't know how that would would have gone. Then it was like I also remember going, I think it was 2014. This is grade 11. And I did that tour because I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go after high school. And I never did, yeah. but. If I had went after high school and you came in on my fourth year or whatever, like you I would have been alone. Yeah, for the rest of the time. That's just you so would have been weird. gone by now. Yeah, it's so and nice then... because I got to play with Bria, our other cousin, yeah. who also used to play for the national team. So <laughs> shout out to Bria. Um, and me and her got to overlap for a couple of years mm-hmm. and play together and go on tour. And oh my god, it was so much fun. And I honestly felt like. I finally had like, like it was just like we just knew, like you know, mm-hmm. like you look at each other, you're going through the same thing, like you know, you're going to trainings, and you you just know that you both um, are going through the same thing, but you're also from the same background, yeah, and you guys understand each other on such a different level that you understand and one another. I felt like that with when she, when we both went together, I felt that homesick feeling, like even if I was alone in my house, yeah. I was, I still mm-hmm. felt like you know, but. Just being okay, we're gonna go do lunch. We want to go study together. I didn't feel homesick as much, yeah, because so I nice. knew it's you yeah. had a bit of home with you. <laughs> you had a bit of home with you. It was so cheesy. Honestly, we don't even talk about this because we just laugh. <laughs> we're like, you like, we don't really express our we emotions. Don't, we don't express our like, emotions. if I was homesick, like, I don't know. Yeah. And then she doesn't know. But then we just, look at each other, we're like, and, and we're like, like, man, we just want to go home. <laughs> and then we just like laugh because <laughs> then we're like laugh. okay so you were homesick this whole time but you didn't tell That's me hilarious and then we just like get like so hysterical i feel like but it's like really that it's comfortable though yeah you know and especially living together honestly living together is so funny because it's like we each kind of like being alone mm-hmm. like we both like to be in our own spaces and then we're in each other's room we're just like on our whatever phones mm-hmm. or whatever and if we just need to tell each other something funny we just walk and be like yo look at this no that's awesome more like like breakfast together we'll go to school it just i think going to york i think our experience together and going together made it so much easier yeah i i couldn't I picture it don't know what I, I, honestly i don't think i would have the friends that i have without you because you're more outspoken than me mm-hmm. i was more shy yeah going into it mm-hmm. even though like like yeah i'm so glad that, like you came because like i felt like then i could i was like more outspoken. yeah mm-hmm. otherwise i was i was very to myself Reserved. i felt like because mm-hmm. i was so scared i was so i was so, like intimidated by everyone mm-hmm. yeah it is a very intimidating uh, especially, place, especially. Like, our, like our friends like i just thought they were all so good and so like in their own ways in their yeah own ways like they were just all so good i just felt so intimidated by them and i was like oh my god i can never like good like as in like good field hockey no good player no yeah. but as players, people, people like too like i was just so intimidated and like, i just didn't know if i could ever like be like especially because they're that. all that level they were all right in the beginning they were all open like you know loud just yeah. energetic people and, and you're just like and i know that like they you know they have that they have the varsity athlete title, but they knew so many other people. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. like, okay, I want to be with a group that I know, one, I'm comfortable with, but two, it's like, the, like you, it you know, they time. put, yeah, it, it takes, takes time. time. It's, it, honestly, and I think, I'm so glad, like, we met the friends that we did. We clicked right away. I'm, right I'm blessed away. for Aww, that. That's yeah. so cute. I love yeah. that. I honestly, shout, yeah. shout, shout out, out, shout out, man. Friday Friday shout out, shout out to y'all. Oh my God. <laughs> so cute. No, you, that's really cute. And it's so nice to, like, hear that because, honestly, like, I'm still really good friends with the girls that I 
um, played hockey with at UBC. Yeah. And, you know, like, we're... I, they're just like my forever friends. Yeah. yeah. You know, like That's we'll a- always have like such an amazing bond and I love that and I think it's so cute and I love now obviously as a coach, like I just love seeing my, even the first year athletes coming in and feeling that, like seeing that intimidation because obviously 100% I know how it felt. Like I had nobody really from my high school that went to UBC so I didn't really even have like any other connections. Mm-hmm. Um you know, all my best friend, Neelam, she ended up going to Philly. So she was like on the other side of like the planet, <laughs> it seemed like, yeah. you know, and, and you're just like in now this like isolated environment where it's just all these like different people. And I know mm-hmm. you mean like you're intimidated yeah. because I mean, I wasn't the best student coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. I am not ashamed to say that my athletic ability and my talent in sport is the reason why <laughs> I got into UBC. And I'm never ashamed to say that. Like... There was no, there was no Shout reason for me. No, seriously. <laughs> We're being easy on it. Come on. No, I, but I, I, but I love that aspect of it because I think that like, there's so many other great, um, things that, that come into play. Like, you know, if you have a, a an ability or talent or other skills, mm-hmm. like that shouldn't take away from you not being the best student, you know, mm-hmm. like obviously you only have 24 hours in a day. What are you spending those 24 hours on? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've prioritize sport and you're really good at something and now you want to go represent a university well one yeah we can help you but at the same time you still have to maintain you know a certain gpa to be there so mm-hmm. it's not like all of a sudden you just get like a free ride into yeah, university yeah. no way. i know that my abilities helped me get there okay and that was an added bonus that i brought to the table mm-hmm. but i still had to work my ass off to, to make sure i stayed it. there because yeah. if i didn't do that i would have been kicked out like right away mm-hmm. you know and there don't you do, like don't you do that and then you're like damn if i had just worked this hard before yes, and i think i literally think that so many times i'm like if i had just known how to study if i had just known how to do this like in high school oh my god like i i could have done so much more and you know what that a lot of people, a lot of people who go to university or like go to college or they end up saying that because in high school, you know, I'm not trying to say like high school isn't hard. It's just what you're, it's, it's just a bit more guided. Like you definitely have people holding your hand a little bit more, but also in some settings, you don't have people Mm -hmm. that are guiding Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And in university settings, you do they're giving you a lot of tools and resources especially as athletes they're giving you a lot of tools and resources for you not to fail Mm -hmm. so if you do fail like you're just like okay shit it really is like on me and i gotta take i gotta look at that because there's these resources there's these tools there's this and that Mm -hmm. it is definitely tough but at the same time like when you're putting in that effort and you like reap the benefits of it you're Mm -hmm. like okay, you know what, man? I should have, like, if I had just put this attention in high school, like, what if? Yeah. But at the same time, like, don't I, think what if. Yeah. Like, what is the yeah. point of thinking backwards? Like, hi, this yeah, thing, no, high school I, happened. Yeah. Like, it happened. Yeah, it happened. And yeah. sometimes it's, like, the way it happened, it, it, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for yeah. everything. And the way your high school experience so happened, it happened like that. Yeah. Right? I, I think so. And I, I, I don't know. I just, eventually, when I left university, that's kind of why I wanted to keep going to school because I felt like, just through that experience, I had built like a really good foundation and kind of understanding of like, this is how I learn. Mm-hmm. Like the, I know that this is how I can study. This is how I, you know, can really write a good paper. Yep. I had obviously I've, I'd failed, you mm-hmm. know, assignments and things like that. And, but I just didn't know like what I needed to do to be able to achieve mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And also like time management and stuff like that, especially when you're like 
touring and traveling and you're writing exams on planes and ferries and all this stuff like yeah. it's very very different yeah you know like but at the same time you can still manage it you just have to figure out like I guess what your style of learning is and then once you kind of figure that out then it's it's I don't want to say it's easy but it's a whole lot more yeah manageable. it is more manageable yeah I feel like now I've kind of like know what how I can learn how I can study and it's helped me a lot because I I feel like coming from first year they really held my hand yeah and especially I don't know why like um you know in high school when the teachers always say like you better be prepared for university because uh they're not gonna like give you the net they yeah. always say like they're not gonna give you the net and um and safety net safety yeah. net and then when you go to university they're literally like oh don't worry about this like, yeah <laughs> you can have more days to do this and I'm yeah. like dude like what and it's just crazy but in second year that's when like I was so stressed out because I'm like this is so different from first year like this they're not holding my hand anymore yeah. they're mm -hmm. just like going right into it but now I've that helped me figure out like how I need to study how I need to learn like yeah. what I need to do and I think for me it was a little bit different because being at university here I because I was going program to program figure out what I want to do with my life blah blah, yeah. blah blah finally figured it out and then, so I think when I figured it out, that's when my study habits changed. So I was like, okay, now I'm actually interested and in what. what are you doing again? Oh, yeah, for Just nobody. So the audience knows. So for anyone who doesn't know already, because I think I've mentioned this in like every episode. But like, <laughs> I'm doing a degree in English and I'm doing, and then I'm going to be applying at a college that's on campus and I'm going to be doing my minor in journalism. And then once I'm done both, I will be doing a minor in communications at SFU. Yeah. So. Yeah, boy. Woo, woo. I didn't you, know what to add to that, so I just stayed <laughs> silent. <laughs> I was gonna be like, yeah, yeah, the support is real. Yeah. Uh, no, and then so when I figured out what I actually like to do in school, I was like, okay, hey, cool, I know how to study. But then going to university at York was different because I had so many other things to add onto my plate that I wasn't used to. So studying for me was very hard first year. And I think because I was just mentally like drained the whole year, that it affected it, and mm -hmm. I noticed it. Like, yeah unfortunately it affected a lot and i decided you know what, i'm gonna take the year off that's yeah. just for my benefit take the year off from from playing yeah. so i didn't play i ended sport. up just doing school focusing yeah. on school which is okay i got to still like kind of like help coach out like coach the team here and there so i was still involved yeah you were but <laughs> yeah I, like i also just want to put this in here like i don't think people actually realize like how good these two are i'm just gonna like shameless plug here uh, no uh, honestly <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, these guys can't take a compliment. They're very good. And Amber, I just want you to know, like, no player just walks into a coaching, like, position so like that. Like, nobody does. Dude, Unless you actually have value and bring some form of, like, experience and knowledge and, like, understanding to the table. Yeah. It is not that easy for a player to just all of a sudden switch into a coaching position and everybody still like respect you. Yeah, and, like, be which cool was with it. so well, weird. Because everyone does respect her because she's, and... first of all, one of the oldest and like she's one of our top scorers and like people know that like she knows what she's doing. So I just think that, you know, with the two of you, sometimes you do need to like kind of reflect on that and just be like, I am the shit. Yeah. And, and but, be okay with it. Yeah, and I or thought it was... I'm just shit. No, <laughs> Some days. <laughs> no, and I thought that was so cool. So when I was like, okay, I'm going to take the year off, my study habits changed Yeah, I noticed that. Do you notice I that, right? That. Like, I was all like, she I'm was, at Scott. always at the library. Always at the library. And then I'd be like, oh, you're at the library? Oh, I guess I should come too. Study, like... like <laughs> and I'm not someone who studies at home. Like, I just can't study yeah, at home you know, because ever. everyone's home. I'm distracted. So yeah. when I'm at the library, it's like... I'm there and I think there's one time I spent like 
literally eight like eight a.m. I think went to the library till mm-hmm. nine p.m. with Jazz, and we just studied throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I was like, first of all, who am I? Like, what the hell? This yeah. is so weird. But it was so nice to do that because then it's like now I'm like third year was coming out oh, i was hoping season started but unfortunately I not but i was like i'm prepared i know how to study now i know what i need to do to be better and i think i'm capable of adding other stuff to my plate yes because i don't think i was prepared that's the thing you gotta chip away at yeah it. and i'm obviously it sucks that my decision like i'm not saying it sucks but my decision was hey i have to step back from a, playing a sport for just a bit to know what it is that i need to do and that's totally fine and that's, and that's, because i know so many people who've done that and that's the thing like you it's a sign of strength. Like yeah. this very cliche, but when you're vulnerable and you show mm-hmm. vulnerability, it's a sign of strength. Yeah. If you are not able to look at a situation and be honest with yourself, especially mm-hmm. when you're f- like failing mm-hmm. and especially when you're not feeling the success or seeing the success, mm-hmm. you seriously have to reanalyze like, okay, what is happening here? Like if I'm looking at the big picture and where am I failing? Yeah. And then you just got to like look at, okay, why? Yeah. And then once you can start to chip away at and fix those whys and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. switch it to like a more positive route, then dude, sky's the limit. Yeah. But you have to be willing to have those conversations with yourself because a lot of people, what they would have done is they're going to point fingers and blame everybody else or everything else and say, well, well, that I didn't do well here because, you know, I was also doing this and then this person did this and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, at the end of the day, you're like, no. And what I can control is me. Mm-hmm. So if I if I ain't doing well, it's on me. Yeah, and I think that's what I did. I was, my first year, I blamed a lot of little things. I was like, well, I spent so much time here with you know this group, or I did this too much, and I let this distract me. Then afterwards, I was like, okay, first of all, the only reason this was an issue because I made it an issue. Yeah. The only reason I did this is because I did it, not because someone told me to. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm holding accountability here. This is me. I screwed up. Yeah. I didn't come into this year knowing what I needed to do. I went into this year thing. I don't know what's going on. And, and mm-hmm. then I let that affect me, yeah. which sucks. But then I, it's like, okay, come second year. I grew up like, yeah, I guess I grew up, but like <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, but like, cool. like mentally, I think I it, like, I aged another year. Yeah. <laughs> I think mentally it was kind of like a, a wake up call. Cause yeah. I was like, okay, this is what, like you have a responsibility here. Figure your shit out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, what's funny is that like, I, I've also over the years and now like as a coach, I'm like, I just see it more, but I know that I also used to do that was like, um, you know, when, like, you know, that like something really challenging is coming up. Oh yeah. Like something like midterm exam, big game, mm-hmm. you know, a conditioning session, yep. whatever <laughs> it is. Right. And all of a sudden, like in your mind, you start playing like the blame game yeah. of all the reasons of why you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to actually accomplish that goal mm-hmm. because you know, it's going to be hard and now you're feeding yourself excuses. Mm-hmm. And then those excuses actually start manifesting out into reality because yeah. you've been thinking about it. You're like, yeah. you know what? Like, okay, big game or like conditioning session. But you know what? Like my hamstring's been kind of like a bugging me for the last little bit. I don't want to like, you know, mess it up more. But then I want to do the conditioning session, but it's going to be hard. So like, and you're just you like so many, excuses. so many things are coming up or like the midterm exam, but then I got a game over the weekend and I don't know how much time I'm going to have to study. Oh, yeah. It's going to be hard. You're like already negative self-talk. Yeah. It's like boom, 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 over I, and over and over again. I think that happened to me too when I, during our championships where I pulled my hamstring and it was literally oh like what, God, a week, yeah. a week before nationals? Week 
Uh, I would say a couple, a week, yeah, a couple days, whatever. And uh, that was the same thing. I was like, I, I won't be able to play. Like, no way I'm not going to be able to play. I don't have time to go into, like, rehab pretty much. Like, figure, fix like this. Yeah, and I was like, fix this. Like, there's no way. This is not happening. And I was like, oh, and then I've got exams during nationals. Like, ah, there's so it's, much going on. My head was just, like, ready to explode. It's a spiral. But then I was like, no. Like, you know what? Like, we got here. I have to just suck it up. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to push through that. And that's what I was like. I went to every like uh, physio appointment and I pushed through. It was, it was painful. I did it. I studied as hard as I could. Like I was like, as much as nationals was that on the line. Yeah. As much as nationals online, I was like, school is also on the line yeah. too. Yeah. And I think that's what I forgot sure. the whole year was I always forgot that despite sport being the important thing there, school was there. Yeah. I just, I think that's what sometimes for smo- some students they have that where they forget school's important but for student athletes they forget that that's your main your reason s- main reason you're there not student just the sport yeah athlete yeah. student <laughs> comes first okay mr lee yeah shout, shout out, out mr, mr. lee <laughs> <laughs> no it's but it's so true though yeah honestly like it it is so true it's not you don't feel it in high school Mm-mm. because you can definitely balance it. Man, I can play like, like three sports in high school. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying like it's it is hard, right? But when you get to university, dude, that student athlete priority list, when you look at it, it's is so it's it's hard else. to manage because then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I want to join this club and like maybe there's a sorority that you wanna, you know, join or whatever it is, right? Sorority. And Damn. You wanted to join a sorority? I did not. I'm not <laughs> trying to like a Kappa Kappa Nu? No, no, no. I had a thing. Not trying to knock on sorority Delta systems, but not for me, know. sorry. Um <laughs> but I'm just saying like uh, no, I just imagine her as a sorority. Never. Never. <laughs> She's thinking I, about it. She's no, I, you know what? I, I don't want to be rude about it because I know people who were part of sororities and like I do know a lot of people. Oh, I know a lot of people value too. in yeah, them. Yeah. I just didn't think that it was for me. Yeah. Because. Or is that a nun? Sisters. They don't sororities don't say sisters. Oh, what do they? Oh, never mind. I have no idea. I don't know. But they I don't did, say sisters. No, yeah. But I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying like in yeah, general. Well, like, other things. Well, other yeah. things. You know, like I'm just, I'm just trying to paint a picture of like yeah. when you have all these other uh, opportunities that come up. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you also need to just think, okay, like, do I have time for it? Right. And can I pre- where where would this sit in my priority list? So obviously student is number one. You got to make sure you're prioritizing classes and things like that. That mm-hmm. should always come first before your sports um, commitments. Mm-hmm. I personally think like I think if you have a class that conflicts with practice, obviously you go to the class. Yeah, like, and the coach is understandable. That. Yeah, yeah, that which is true. But if you're not making the effort to find a class and schedule it outside mm-hmm. of your that's sports always, commitment, then it's like too. okay, again, look back at it. Was I actually able to? fit in this class at a different time or am Mm -hmm. I just being lazy and like not wanting to take that extra step yeah Yeah. so it just kind of always comes down to like those conversations but I do yeah I just think that there's always time for things it's just how you prioritize them Mm -hmm. and then you just got to look at your week and be like how much time do I have what do I have to achieve by the end of the week what do I have to do do I have time for this if I don't like sorry I'm gonna have to say no Mm -hmm. which is again something that I had to learn as I got older is the act of saying no and not being able to do everything because mm-hmm. sometimes that can overload you, especially with a social life, big family, um, 
you know, people relying on you, mm-hmm. um, just all these things, like eventually kind of coming to the point where you're like, no, I seriously have to just prioritize the things that I need to figure out yeah. and do saying no is a very big component of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't actually have the skill mm-hmm. <laughs> to say no to things yeah, and true. be able to like look at priorities and be like, well, no, I actually don't have time for that. Yeah. And, and I think this was like a question. I don't know if this was on the thing, but like overloading and burning yourself out. Because that's a major thing that happens to a lot of people. And it doesn't matter, like, sports world or whatever it is. You know, you really need to sort of figure out what your priorities are. And then, yeah, just sort out, like, okay, is this is this going to put me, like, on edge yeah. by the end of the week? Yeah. Do I actually have time for this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's again, it's just it's just reflecting on that, having a positive and truthful conversation with yourself. Um, yeah, that I mean, that worked for me. Yeah. You should go into sports psychology. Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And we are coming down to the last bit of this week's episode, which is nice. Yeah, it's been a good conversation. A very good conversation. Um, Well, I just was going to ask you guys, like I Mm -hmm. wanted to know, going into now, obviously with COVID, this season is canceled. But just... I know. And, and just preparing. Actually, this would be a good question for athletes because a lot of people are going through this right now, you know, in regards to how they're dealing with how COVID has affected their years and and um, just having challenges, like keeping themselves mentally checked in and focused in on, on the goal because you don't know when you're going to be able to go back to school. You don't know when you're going to be able to get back into your team environment. Mm-hmm. You don't even know when competition is going to happen. So... How are you guys dealing with that and how are you trying to prepare? Honestly, we kind of like came back home, even that like we came back home, like within a day we found out we're going to come back. So that, that we didn't even have time to prepare. Mm-hmm. We didn't have time to like think about it, what's going to happen yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like thinking of like when we had the conversation with our coach, when everything got announced that season's going to be canceled, we were like very bummed out, especially because we were, our team was very excited about next season like I, I i personally i was really excited about mm-hmm. it because you were coming back and a few other players coming back it was going to be a good season going to be a different team than last year because mm-hmm. last year i feel like we struggled a lot mm-hmm. compared to the first year but mm-hmm. i don't know i i don't i don't think it's fully synced in yet until mm-hmm. like school starts and then i won't be doing anything i think yeah with when we left that like that week before we were and we were already like kind of prepared to leave because we were packing and stuff but we left a week before right the day i got that phone call from my mom hey we're leaving so Mm -hmm. i was like mentally like okay guys we gotta leave like i was not even ready to leave and then it's like we were home and it was still oh don't worry like we won't know them till preseason because preseason we're supposed to go to spain we're supposed to be in spain right now right now and (laughs) we they were like don't worry you're gonna find out about that and i was supposed to go to argentina (laughs) Jesus. Jesus, right? So then he was our coach was like, We're gonna let you guys know in July. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And I think the announcement came out before July. Yeah, it came out like June. June. And it just says all you see is like on every athlete's story. Yeah. OUA fall season or just season canceled. I don't think my heart has broken this much before because one, I was coming back. So I was like so pumped. I was like, you guys don't even know. Like I'm retraining again. Like I was so excited. Then and then I was like, cool, great. Season's canceled. <laughs> Look, you're going to cry right now. It's fine. And the worst was, especially being a coach the during second season, 
I'll tell you right now, being a coach when you're still technically like the athlete and able to play is the most painful thing to go through. I was so frustrated, not even just on like I had no issue with the whole season and the way the team was playing. Nothing, none of that. Issue. I was just frustrated myself. Like you could have been there. That would have been you. You could have done this, you, you know, and it's like as a coach, you're like, hey, guys, OK, in this situation, do this. But really in the back of your head, like, oh, my God, just let me play. Like, you know what I mean? So the whole season, I was like, I want to play. I want to play. And I was able to play indoor. Which was good. Which is good. We got to play a good chunk of indoor, which, like, I was happy about. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that COVID came after. Yeah, and I was like, okay, at least I'm still involved kind of thing. And then I was like, September, you don't even understand. Like, I'm so pumped. I just kept thinking of first year and, like, how much fun it was. There was so much fun in and first And then year. so I was like, September, like, you don't even, like, Spain, all this, all this was going in my head. And I was like, this is, this is it. Like, I'm, this year, for some reason, just felt like the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all said it. We were like, dude, this is it. No, sorry, Didi, but we were like, we're going all the way. We're winning it all. Like, yeah. that's it. Sorry. We were, we sorry. had, like, the, 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 like the, we were so... Hi. That's what's so great about competition, you know? <laughs> I know. Honestly, I, I've always wanted to play your team. I just I just want to so bad. And, and we were going to... We were planning something or yeah. something. Like, and, um, no, but the, this season, for some reason, I had, like, no... Uh, I had, Even though the competition... I had no fear. Like, you know what I mean? I was pumped. I was yeah. like, this is it. Like, anybody can come our way. I have no issue yeah. with it. I'm not... I don't have... I don't feel like a threat. I don't feel... Oh, my God. Like... You know, so com- I was rivalries so with anybody. Yeah. I, I didn't feel that. I felt like, no, no, no. Like, I don't feel like, like an underdog. Relax. <laughs> like, right? yeah. Relax. We're coming so, back. <laughs> when I found out that it was canceled, for me, it didn't hit in that moment when I saw the sign. Yeah. It's hitting me now because, one, our friends have gone back and we decided to stay. Yeah. So all of, of our friends are back. Out of our group, we're the last, we're the only two that are here. Yeah. They're all gone. And it's like, not even just them hanging out and being together. It's like, well, they still kind of technically get to train because we're, we're still the team with the team. Right. And we can't. So it's like, I feel I like I think a majority of our team is there. Yeah. Yeah. Even I think most of the BC, BC girls, too. Yeah. And it's like, and I think now it's hitting me now. I'm like, yeah. now I'm upset. Like now I feel that I have another year off and the, the that year that I took off already was hard. This is now just making it worse. I so I think me mentally going into this or my during my so-called season i feel like i'm just really upset like i think it actually had a huge impact on me especially being someone to come back after a year off it's like like fuck (laughs) like i'm upset (laughs) well what i was gonna say like was i almost kind of thought of covid as like an injury that you didn't see coming yeah honestly yeah like that's that's what it feels like and obviously like i understand um as a coach trying to just get the athletes in a place where we're just we just have to be okay with the situation Mm -hmm. because it's so out of our control Mm -hmm. you know like I think that's one tough thing for me is that I can't connect on a personal level with like everybody because everybody's all over the country Mm -hmm. um so it's been difficult for me to be like okay how do I still stay engaged with everybody and still keep everybody motivated when there's no championship when there's no competition and that's been like a conversation with a lot of coaches and stuff like that just being like well what do we do and I just kind of keep thinking like okay if I was an athlete how would I feel it's a little bit tough to do that because I've obviously never been in that position the only thing that I can connect with is when I tore my ACL and I did have to sit out and it was like during a year where I 
I was like, dude, this is my year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill it this year. Mm-hmm. We had so many games I was playing. So at this time, I was playing for Team Canada. I think I had just turned like 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And I was coming off of like a really, really good um, tour. Like we were playing. Uh, we went and played somewhere. I, I performed really well. You know, I was super pumped. And then we had yeah. the summer and we were playing against India and Chile. Yeah. They were going to be my first home games in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Commonwealth Games were in India in 2010. Yeah. And I just remember being like, I am a contender for this roster. Yeah. It, I am on a high right now. I want to play in these games at home, which is just going to give me that extra pump. Mm-hmm. And I'm making that team. Like, it was just one of those things where I was yeah. like, no fear, no doubt. Like, I know mm-hmm. exactly what you guys are talking about. But then all of a sudden, you know, you're faced with this, like, not career-ending injury, but it's like you have to sit, you're out for a year. Yeah. Right? And it's complete. And it was not in my control. Like, I just, it was the way I got hit in a game. And unfortunately, my ACL tore and I was out. And yeah. I couldn't play in any of those games over the summer. I missed, you know, the 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 2010 games um I basically had like my surgery a month before they announced the team so it was like obviously I'm indefinitely out of this and it was just really like gut-wrenching and it's you're just like it's so out of my control I literally can't do anything about this but I have to get myself through and you're watching from the sideline yeah and you're like devastated about it but I think for me, like that was kind of my only piece that I can connect with in regards to what's happening now yeah. and kind of telling everybody, well, I know we can't see what's happening in the future because mm-hmm. it's not like set in stone, mm-hmm. but you can still do things so that whenever that time comes up, mm-hmm. you know you're ready. Yeah. Because I think the worst feeling is when something comes up and you're like, shit, I should have done more. Yeah. yeah. And you know? with COVID, I think that's the main thing. It's like it's out of our control and which is so shitty because then you're just like well as much as i'm upset i can't really do anything about it i can't there's nothing i can do to control this you know like it's there it's happening yeah i mean like and the thing is like we can't just talk about just us like everyone's going through it oh every athlete everyone's going through it so it's like especially those who are like who are going into their last year like this is their last year you know they're you know having this expectation like hey it's my last year i'm gonna give it my all like these best like four or five years whatever it was but now it's like that's not a possibility yeah and it's shitty because it's like well they have to make that decision they now. have to make do that decision make, now like, do you want to take that yeah you know this is your extra year i guess you have now or do you want to just end that career here you know and that's like okay well one it's a unexpected decision just thrown at you you're like okay now i'm like uh, i don't I know, know. i, I didn't prepare for this athletes. and then you know it's just i think this whole thing for any athlete is it was so unexpected that nobody's really prepared yes. mentally so i think I don't know exactly every, how everyone's feeling, but I think for me, I'm just, I wasn't mentally prepared. So I think that's what's kind of throwing me off with it. Mm-hmm. I'm totally like, I, I'm like, it's hit me, but it's like, I feel like when I actually start school and then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to school. Yeah. I'm not going to practice. I'm not doing, especially like, that's when it's going to be Not weird. even especially that. It's like, you're doing school at home. Yeah. From September to December. Like we finished the exams, but that was only a couple of weeks, but we're doing school from September to December. So that's during season that's during practice all that and the fact that i don't have tuesday thursday i don't have lift or i don't have a game on the weekend and all stuff's like oh like this is just it's yeah. gonna hit me you you, know? you almost have to like create a new normal for yourself <sighs> yeah. and just sort of find different 
motivators that'll keep you going. Mm -hmm. And I think like once you sort of figure that out and once you actually accept that this is your reality, it's a lot easier to dissect that information. Like I think, you know, even for our team, like all the conversations I've been having is like, we need to be flexible. We need to be ready to go whenever the time comes. But you need to recognize that this is your new normal. Mm -hmm. Like we cannot continue comparing like, you know, a home workout to, oh, but if I had the gym or if I had the equipment, we don't have the equipment. We don't have the gym anymore. We don't have this luxury. This is the new normal. So if you got to do (laughs) push-ups in your basement, yeah, and that's the just, new equivalence of you, you know, just taking eat, up that squat, yeah, squat just, rack in the gym to, and doing your lift. It's just to be thankful. Like, at least you have a somewhat of a backup. Exactly. Like, you know, some people probably can't even do that. Like, yeah. you have a backup. That's it's not it's not the best backup everyone wants, but it's something. Like, it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's it's tough. It's going to take some time. And I think like, yeah, obviously, like you guys said, it's an adjustment to have to do school at home now in comparison to being on campus. That is going to be a really big struggle for a lot of students yeah. out there. And, you know, my one piece of advice, because I willingly did an online program. So I feel like I wasn't I wasn't really hit with everything moving online because mm. I was already doing it for two years. Yeah. Is just, you know, again, prioritizing. Yeah your schedule and looking at your week and making sure that you are carving out time each day for that whether or not you have a deadline coming up because I think the one thing that happens with online is that it's so flexible that you really can get caught up in like delaying it yes I I need like I need like someone to tell me you need to be here you need to do this like this is the, the online school like I hope I hope they make it more attendance kind of thing attendance more like you know it's not optional Mm-hmm. Which is like obviously like if it isn't obviously I have to like adapt to it but it's like oh it sucks it because just sucks so for much. online especially for me I'm like oh, I don't really technically have to be there like yeah. okay yeah class starts at this time My but it's is so bad like that it's like online. I if I don't like I'm like, you know like it's it's online like I technically can so roll I'll out watch of bed. the recording I'll watch the recording <laughs> yeah. I always say that yes it's so bad especially with you COVID, don't actually watch I the recording don't watch the recording that's the thing until like the last minute and it's even to the point where it's like you roll out of bed. And you just open your computer. Like, it's just at that like point, I right don't, there. I don't I think, like that. But we need to do, we need to find a space where it's like, we can study in that space. Yeah. Because if we, it, I, I feel like I, we had that space. And first year, I was always like in the student center. Student center and then yeah. second year, we were always at Scott. Ooh, yeah. Those were our two spaces that we knew that we could study here and that we knew we can get stuff done. We need to find that space at home now because yeah. otherwise we're never going to. I was just going to, yeah. And I was just going to say that, like, that is probably the biggest, I think, me talking to an audience that I don't know here of students that's gonna be yeah that's gonna be my biggest piece of advice is find a space that you can use to study where you know it's gonna work for you because you need to be you need to be disciplined in that and then also get a planner like Ah, okay literally yes when I did a and I used a planner first year to somewhat maybe until about October then I stopped using it but second year when I used a planner game changer study and I wasn't even like oh you have a class it was like study from this time to this time work on this assignment and then start your next assignment even if you're not like a like paper person if you're more like like a techie person put on your phone Put, make use of that calendar on your phone. It is a oh, game changer because, yes. like, they alert you, like, the reminders, out, like, a half an hour before so you don't forget about, like, online class. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit, like, I have to go on Zoom now, like, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And that's it's what I used to do. I used to write it in my calendar plus put it on my phone yeah. because I don't, 
in classes I I type. I don't yeah, write my notes. I, I type. I or type. actually I write. I write. Yeah. yeah so I, I type. So one, it's on my computer reminder, my phone reminder, my yeah. calendar, my whiteboard. Like it's everywhere that I know I'm going to be looking at. Yeah. And especially for like, I'm sure a lot of uh, or students are probably going to be working part time as well, oh, just because like you know yeah. that you might have a bit more time. Yeah. That's gonna obviously take time away from your week your workload is not decreasing it's just the style of it like maybe yeah, your commute is lessened so you might have some extra time which is great work do something else on the side make use of that extra time yeah. but again having that planner and having a little to-do list or a checklist Big to just time. keep yourself accountable each week because I mean obviously I've been working full-time going to school part-time for the last little bit the biggest thing that has helped me is each week when I look at my checklist, I have like little, I make little boxes next to everything and I actually physically check them off. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I never used to do it before. I have to do it now because if I don't do it and when I look at the week and I'm like, I didn't do this, I didn't send this email, I didn't get mm-hmm. this project done, I didn't, I wasn't able to study from this time or whatever. Shit happens, life happens, we get it. Yeah. Don't like (laughs) don't dwell on it but then the following week when you're looking at things then prioritize that checklist what do you need to get done on monday tuesday wednesday thursday that is going to help you organize yourselves and actually achieve what you want to achieve and it's not even this is not even beneficial just for school it's beneficial in life yeah like if you are able to organize and set a schedule for you during school with everything it it's going to be so much helpful in the future with work life other stuff to go on sports sports anything it's not just beneficial for school like it's this is something to help you later on and if you think like you are never gonna do a to-do list or checklist because trust (laughs) me i'm not like that person like i'll be like yeah i'll remember it but then i never do just try it out for a few days and you will literally be like oh you know what this actually helps (laughs) and and then the other thing that i was gonna say was like also just find a support system right Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. like create a group or just start to recognize people around you that can a like just give you a little kick in the butt when you need it yep doing little check-ins with your friends i mean i do check-ins like that all the time with my friends yeah uh but also like when you surround yourself with like-minded people and that might be like you know your friends from school or other people who are in the same boat Mm -hmm. it just really sort of like reignites that fire yep and because you will lose it Mm -hmm. you will lose the motivation and i know i have people in my life like that like for the checklist, the to-do list stuff. Yeah. Oh, Ravina, Just Cakes. Shout yeah. out to you, girl. Shout out Just Cakes. Oh, <laughs> my God. She she always, like, raves about how good that checklist and to-do list is. Mm-hmm. And she actually practices it in real life. And so I remember before, I used to try it, like, how you just said, Brava. But I never used to actually follow through with it. Now I know, like, I actually follow through because I'm just seeing, like, how other people in my life actually are benefiting mm. from doing little practices like that. And so... I'm trying to just be more responsible. But you have to you have to take the steps to do it. If you do feel like you're like starting to fail and lose that motivation, you feeling now the pressure piling the on, time. dude, like, call your friends, call your cousins, whoever, you know, create that support system. And, and now is the time to like practice this stuff because like there's not much going on. And it's not even that. It's like you're during this time, everyone's kind of technically pretty much going through the same shit. Yeah. Like especially trying, students, yeah. like how we're saying find a support system everybody is going through Literally the same whether they're a student athlete or not you're all going through the same thing everyone's school's online everyone's got work everyone's got so much other stuff so now you can relate to them on that you know that same level so it's like when you find that support system just know that they're going through the same shit you're going through yeah. so it makes it so much easier mm-hmm. 
and you guys can come out and reach out to me you know oh, at any God. point <laughs> <laughs> not us anyone no actually just yeah us too. Oh, I was talking to you too oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey you students just give her a I mean if people <laughs> want to it's fine <laughs> please send her <laughs> I'm send not her against it I'm just, I was really talking to you too but yeah, I yeah, forgot no, we have course, an audience obviously, here <laughs> but anybody else listening go ahead you can just mess with them <laughs> yeah her Instagram was <laughs> self plug self plug <laughs> And that is a wrap with this week's episode of Amber's Happy Hour. I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to my guests this week, Poonam and Brava. Thank you guys so much for coming on and just talking about the life of a student athlete and the struggles that you kind of all go through. And, you know, just being this is what I felt was a really helpful episode. I think so, too. Especially, you know, not even just for everyone else, for me too. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I I really like talking these things out because yeah. I feel like sometimes you might feel like you're alone in it, but you're yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we will see you guys all back next week on Friday at 5 p.m. for another happy hour. Cheers. Cheers.